Do you ever feel burned out with your work or that your passions and interests aren't in alignment with your personal or professional goals? My name's Jake Sudnick, and on Finding Self with Jake, I'll share advice that's helped improve my life and the stories of others who've created the life that they want. In doing so, my goal is to help you live a life that aligns with your uh, passions, dreams, and the things that you want. So let's get to it. Aaron, how are you doing today? I am great, Jake. Thanks for having me out. This is awesome. Awesome. I appreciate yeah, you yeah. coming on. So for for your listening today, Aaron Powers, r- real estate agent with Howard Hanna out of Lakewood office. Out of Lakewood office. Yes, Fantastic. sir. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. Now, it's funny because I think that it's easy to always identify people with titles. So I'm just going to get right into it with a question, Aaron. Who are you? Outside of the agent. Outside of the agent. Yes. I am um, I'm a father, I'm a husband, and I hopefully am a fairly fun guy who likes Cleveland and, uh, you know, just uh, wants to have fun, enjoy life. Awesome. I love that answer. So there, there's something that's, that there, there is to be said about enjoying life, too, because it's so easy in the world that we're in to get super caught up in you know, this is who I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. And you can really grind away to the point where you don't even realize time is passing sometimes. It gets crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it it goes so fast anymore. Yeah. And over the last couple of years, it's just been a real weird time. So oh my gosh, this, is, yeah. <laughs> this is interesting times. But uh, if we can keep our head down and I think just stay focused <laughs> on what's important. <laughs> so what's fun for you outside of the outside of the career life? Uh, new things, travel. Um, that's uh, that's our biggest thing. That's what we you know okay. we're um, we, we my wife and I are just really big travelers. Really like and not even if it's far away. Okay. Close in uh, new adventures. Just get outside and see the see the planet, see the world. Oh, I love that. So I did an episode a while back on why travel is therapeutic. Yeah. And I'm curious, from your perspective, what does it do for you and your family? It, it teaches us, I think, so much of you know what we want to be and how great we have it on both a- aspects. So you know, if you're in a place that's um, you know economically not as you know well off as what we are sure. you know you're, you're seeing you know oh my gosh these people are you know walking to town um and they're in the same shoes or they're cleaning their feet in a pond they're traveling 100 miles away from their family to be a tour guide you yeah. know to you know carry our bags and to show us a waterfall yeah you know so that but then you also just learn you know I, I was somewhere once and i said do you even know who the president of the united states is and this was um second bush and the gentleman said clinton <laughs> and i said well you're close you know but yeah his farm mattered to him his family mattered to him and yeah. that's what was really you know really neat um and and then just like I said to see the different the beauty uh whether it's you know here in the metro parks or the lake or sure. out west or in another country that's it just to see something new the the greatness the ridiculous things that sort of stuff i it, all of it i love that and i think that there's something that's interesting too like i always have thought like Anytime I travel, I, I have like a little bit of anxiety that centers around it where I'm like, I love doing it, but then it makes me a little bit nervous. And then I get to places and I'm like, though people are very different, people are also very similar. 
like in a lot of ways when you go places, right? Like, what are the things that matter to you? Well, my family matters. My work, you know, this little, this farm that I have, that matters. Like, whatever it is, I feel like we have so many similarities as humans still that, like, it makes the world, it's big, but it makes it a little bit smaller in a way that you relate to people more. Absolutely. And I feel like it, that is the thing. You can find similarities with someone regardless of where you're at and what they're going through or what, you know, how they're living, you're still, you know, still these similarities, you know, um, sharing a piece of candy with somebody, yeah. you know, um, a, a pack of gum or helping somebody, I, helping somebody move a trailer once with yeah. fell, fell off the back of their hitch. Oh my gosh. You know, okay, and so yeah. we're pulling this trailer to get it rehitched up. And, <laughs> where you know, were you at when that happened? We were in the Highlands of Scotland when that, and we just oh look gosh. over, like we hear the screech and we're like, what is going on oh. in this little old trailer was, you know, a camper trailer was, oh. going to, you know, it's on the bottom and skidding down yeah, the road. Yeah. So, you know, it just, it, it wasn't much. It was me and another guy and, you know, the owners trying to get it hooked back on. I'm sure that gentleman's wife was just giving him an earful yeah, once yeah. they got back in the car because she was, she was not happy and embarrassed by it. But, oh my God. you know, and it, just those things. It's like, gosh, I would have wanted them to help me regardless yeah. of where I was at. So it was just, it was fun. Oh my gosh. Were, were you with the family then or was this? Uh, a... I, was with, I was with my wife at that time. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. And that's and like, so... a, that's a nice little bonding experience too. And it just, again, it's one of those things that's like human decency anywhere can go a long way, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever conversation they had afterwards, it doesn't really matter because it still helped them in that situation, right? Like right. It, right. And I would want the same thing if that were me, right? Like, <laughs> I might be like, oh, no, I got it. I'd probably try to be like, no, I got it. And then they'd force themselves to help me anyway because that's who I am as a person. <laughs> but <laughs> but <laughs> still, I, I love that. Okay. So we kind of breezed over because I did want to hear some of the interests and background. So you work in real estate. You've been doing that for a while. Was mm -hmm. it, you said, uh, 2012? 2011. 2011. Yeah. Okay. Uh, end of 2011 is when I got licensed. Nice. Um, I actually took my first class on a about the same day that all the kids were starting school. Okay, gotcha. So Heather took a picture of me with my backpack and my coffee yes. and, you know, my first day of school at Hondros. And, um, I love it. Yeah, I did the three weeks, and, you know, it was interesting. The way I got started is I came up here out of the restaurant business from southeast Ohio. My wife is from up here. Okay. And I couldn't get hired. Oh my or gosh, the people yeah. that wanted to hire me were just jobs I wanted no part of. Like yeah, it was yeah. just in you know a lot of food industry because that's where I came from, and you know or sure. the marketing or sales of change your gas company or you know and mm. I just I was like you know kudos to you all for doing this. It's not me. Wow. And uh, finally one day I was like I was sitting on my front porch and got to talking to my brother in law and. We were just talking about a house that was, you know, we could see from my front porch yeah. that was for sale. And we're like, wouldn't that be kind of cool just to see those? And that's, you know, that's how it kind of got started. And the next day, really? I typed something into Howard Hanna and went and met with them, I think, later that week. And okay. uh, and that was, um, I heard you talk about Rich Barber. That was Rich Barber as well. Yeah. And okay. I know Heather, my wife, said this is the only thing I've really heard you be really excited about. Wow. Or thing, you know. So that night we... Put the $1,100 on a credit card. Yeah. Um, you know, we were paying bills with her paycheck, and um, oh we gosh. took the chance, and it, it, paid, <laughs> it was a struggle. Yeah. Uh, a lot of hamburger helper, and um, but uh, eventually we, we pulled it through, and I, I joke that I remember mm. when I felt like I made it when we bought 
fresh orange juice or you know non-concentrate frozen yes. <laughs> orange juice oh my god like, i just that was one of the times that it was like i think we're gonna be all right that's I, <laughs> that is so funny oh my goodness but it's so real and i don't know that people discuss that all the time in our industry like people will say oh the the beginning can be hard but the beginning can be really hard yes. <laughs> like it can be very difficult to get going absolutely especially then when it felt like we were trying to come out of the crash of 2007 yeah. you know and i yeah. wasn't a part of that but i was you know i got in there where i was like okay we're we're going up this roller coaster yeah and are we going to stop are we going to make it to the top and you know so i i was licensed i passed my test in early October, I want to say, mm-hmm. my first paycheck for a whopping $247.50 in February, like, <laughs> oh second or something. <laughs> I mean, it was, uh, and, and we still went out to dinner to celebrate. And you get, you're like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, we're going to use this. But, but it was, you know, it was interesting, but it's exciting. And it's yeah. like, but there were a lot of nights where I was like, what am I doing? What yeah. the hell am I doing? Gonna because make it I'm not this. supporting. And at that point, Heather was pregnant with our first child. It's like, I mean, thank God we had insurance. But aside yeah. from that, we it was like, how are we going to make this? We'll figure it out. There's it's a lot gonna, of pressure. It, it was. It yeah. really was. And it was never, I think it was more all on myself. Yeah, to yeah. Perform, you know, and I remember talking with Rich about my, f- he's like, okay, goals for 2012, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, Rich, I haven't closed anything yet. I want to pay my mortgage payment. Yeah. Once a month. And he's like, you got to have more higher goals than that. I'm like, Rich, my family and I not being homeless is a pretty, <laughs> that is you know, <laughs> that, up, up there on the right list. Up there. So, and I remember when finally, and, and Heather was always like, why is that such a big deal to you? And I was like, I don't know why that one is. But wow. it's like that, you know, being able to say, I'm able to do this and yeah. pay for the mortgage. And then after that, it was pay for the mortgage. And pay for my car payment or pay for the mortgage and make sure that we're not taking any of your money yeah. for new postcards or, you know, business cards or new tie or whatever it was. You know, sure. I just want this to be self-sustaining whether or not you come out of it with nothing left at the end. Oh, my god! just want to not have you have to help me anymore. And, you know, that yeah. goes towards our family, you know. Oh, my gosh. So That's an incredible goal. I had a very similar story at the start for mine. And I remember... It's funny because you mentioned the orange juice, and I'm thinking back to like when I was experiencing a similar thing starting. I didn't have the pressure of having a family, so I can only imagine yeah. what that was like yeah. for you. And the first time, of, like it was like around Christmas, and I was also doing like assistant work on the side for okay. people. Like I would yeah. just take like twenty bucks here and there to show a house for another agent because I'm like, yeah, anything. Like, yes. yeah, what do you need? Like, help me get out there, and get in front of people. Yep. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, I'll give you 20 bucks to go show this house. I'm busy. I'm like, okay, yeah, how many Like, do you need? <laughs> like, whatever. Done. Yeah. Done. Because so, that'll put gas in my car. <laughs> exactly. So things like that. And I remember that one of the agents I was working for gave me like a bonus check around Christmas. And it was like 500 bucks. And I was able to go to the grocery store for the first time. And I was like almost in tears. I'm like, oh, my God. I can eat again. Like, I can actually get something that's not just like the like bottom line food. Like, uh, I don't know. It was, it, it was a heck of an experience. So... Yeah. To hear that you went through something so similar, it's crazy, just that that uh, that battle, and then you still to kind of push through it because so many people. What what's the percentage? It's over 90 percent of people get out in the first year or two. Yeah, it's something like that. And I remember hearing that quote and I heard that stat, and I was always like, "Are they saying that to scare you? Or are they? Is yeah. this real?" And you know, looking around when I again taking those classes, like. 
I hope I can make this work. You know, yeah. I went, I'm, I'm never the person that's like, yes, I'm going to make this work. Kind of yeah. like that. I'm always like, I think I can, and I hope I can. But sure. boy, I was looking around, I'm like, who's going to make it? Yeah. How, how are we going to make it, you know, in, in here? And gosh, am I going to have to take that job or, you know, at a insurance or, yeah. you know, whatever it was. So were, were you full in because you said you were looking for a job? Did you were you part time back and forth or was 100 percent all, all in. in? OK, all in. Yeah. Um, I want to say about nine months in, yeah. I was offered um, another job. And I think it was at a golf smith that I think is now out of business. Oh, OK. On the east side. And it was going to be next to nothing and back to, you know, scheduled every weekend versus yeah. I can run out in the morning and be back. So um, I almost took it and called him the morning I was supposed to show up for the first day of training because it was a brand new store. And I said, I can't do it. Oh, my god! I can't gosh. do it. So and I, I don't know why I felt that way. I don't know why I told him that. But I was just yeah. like, no. And, yeah, I, and always, I think as agents, don't we always have our – Resume ready to go? Yeah, you have to, right? It's part of the uh, part of the gig. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, I'm getting it ready. No, I'm full well that we're never going to do it or use yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, yeah. And coming out of, I think there's something about, so your time in the restaurant industry beforehand, I, I had a background working. I was, I did mostly serving for years beforehand. What, what did you do in the restaurant world? So my, um, my parents uh, owned the pizza shop. My, my father was a school teacher and yeah. kind of the same thing. My mom's job was in jeopardy and they bought this pizza shop. And I think now hearing the stories, it was tied to their home. Yeah. And I was like, it's going to succeed because we don't have another choice or, you know, nobody's taking my, and, and uh, it was an existing business that um i think was doing okay yeah but not you know not not fabulous and but i think my parents saw something there and um you know young kids it, it worked where you know mom could get us off to school and that sort of thing and then dad was a teacher and had the insurance and that this yeah but i i remember and I'll, I'll get the number right or wrong but um the first night they did less than $40 in sales. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Mom, how in God's name did you ever, you know, how did you keep your your yeah. hope? Your, your no, I would have been going crazy, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, so I grew up in that. I think they bought it when I was in like third grade or something. Okay. And then after I went off to school, I um, started one and then ended up back at the original uh, shop. And um, then we ended up moving it. It was like. 98% carryout or 96% carryout. It had like three tables. I, it, it was nothing. Sure, and we sure. moved it to this new building and rehabbed it at night when we weren't, you know, busy. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, just crazy. And we opened this place up with 100, seating for 100 and two kitchens. And I mean, it, and it just exploded. Wow. Um, okay. It just, it, it took off. And then um, I just always had the feeling that I didn't, and even though this is the town that I grew up in and I love the people there and that sort of, yeah. just, I never wanted to stay there, I didn't think. Um, okay. So when I met uh, Heather, mm -hmm. um, it was the question, you going to Cleveland or is she coming down here? And Cleveland won out. So Got it. And so, that's so and, roots picked up, and then that's where it leads to the story you were telling us is, yeah. oh, my goodness. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That's that's so interesting, and I think that there is something too to be said about starting up a new business when you move and you have, you know, you know a little bit of who they know, mm -hmm. but it's per, a pretty small group, right? You've essentially you're, you're picking up roots and you're replanting in a new place. Absolutely, yeah, and I mean, you have people that you know talk about their sphere, and you know, first house they sold was, yeah. oh, it was my brother-in-law, and it was five hundred thousand, and I'm like, 
you're kill, you know, you're kill, you know, yeah, because I had a very small sphere. I mean, yeah. it, Heather's family helped me out, and you know, we were using them, but it's, still, it was just, it was a very, I didn't go to college here or high school here, and none yeah. of my buddies were calling me to sell their home, and oh yeah, you know, it was. It was interesting. So I was just like you. You're taking everything you could. Of, here's twenty dollars, or yeah. and I, I got started uh, writing BPOs, those brokers' price opinions ah, or whatever. I've heard of these things. 50, I've never yeah. actually done them. Well, for fifty <laughs> bucks a day, or fifty bucks a, a report. Okay, is what I was getting. And a BPO and, for anybody who doesn't know what they're talking about, I'd say it's a essentially it's kind of like an appraisal, essentially, where yeah. you would go and give a evaluation of a property. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. And I was doing it for one of the defunct banks that had gone bankrupt for okay. bad loans. And um, at one point, like again, I'm newer. I have no idea. And the the carrot they kept dangling to us was, if we get these, you'll list it if you did the BPO. So, I, I mean, again, yes, fingers crossed. And, sure hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. We were, I was writing all these things up, and at one point, I was lost. I was yeah. in my old junkie car, and all of a sudden, I see a sign that says, Welcome to Pennsylvania. I was out at, like, Palmatuning Lake oh, or no. something. I mean, like, I was way, <laughs> and I was doing these price opinions on, like, 1970s trailers that a bank had loaned out like a hundred thousand. I mean, it was just, it was insane. Wow. And it, it was very eye opening to me of seeing why things went so bad. I and it was imagine. just like a small, small glimpse into, yeah, no wonder we crashed. Wow. No wonder it was ugly. So, so I turned around, but I did all those for a, probably six months. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden I got the phone call and I got the list, I think six of them. Okay. And they were anywhere from, Chesterland, Strongsville, Lakewood. I mean, they were, they but, they were over, but they were listings. They were listings. They were listings, and some were terrible. Yeah. Um. The very first one I had was in Minner. It was a double wide, basically on a foundation. Oh gosh. That had four foot of water in the basement. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, guys, I can't. How do you comp this out? It yeah. makes no sense. You know. So that was the very first one. Sold it and. Ended up, I think, selling like twelve for this company within a year, but that was enough to kind of get my the momentum finally, going finally for me because they were the listings, and I was pulling. Back then, you would get a lot of sign calls because the signs were up for a while and they weren't selling yes. in ten minutes. So, <laughs> yes, a history lesson yeah. for everyone. Houses <laughs> used to be on the market for a while. For more than yeah, for yeah. How many Sometimes. phone calls do we get that say, yeah. "I saw this house. Is it still available?" Yeah. No, I listed it yesterday and it's gone. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes six months. Yeah. <laughs> right. People maybe longer. There were a lot of long listings. <laughs> You had to call people to reduce the price back then. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we don't sell it in the first six months, this is what we're going to do. Another yes. open house, another round of flyers. Yes. Oh, gosh, the days. Right? It's wild thinking about that. And that was like still not that long ago, but it's so, so different now. And I guess anybody – now, there might be people listening that aren't directly in the housing market, but I feel like a lot of people have an idea right now how crazy things are and that there's so much – like up, so I want to ask you because you've been doing it for a while, mm-hmm. and you had the background with the broker uh, price opinions. Mm-hmm. So you said, okay, well, I kind of saw what was happening with the loans. What's different now in like the market world for people that like see these crazy prices? Like, are we heading towards another problem? I get this question all the time, and I'm right. curious. I'm not sure how to answer it, to be honest. You know, I I never was either, and I always said that I was. It, it, well, first off, we always said eventually mm-hmm. we're going to put a house on the market. And yeah. it's not going to sell. 
and we're going to have to reduce that again. Yes. And that's where we know the peak is. And then it's going to do the steady climb, you sure. know, of 2% a year or 3% or whatever. Um, but I heard a stat from our mortgage company, and I again, I don't know the exact number, but it was something like 31% down payment was their average. Wow. And I'm like, okay, so if it does step back 15%, they still yeah. have 15% equity versus 2006, 7, 8, where Certainly. they were putting – five percent down or nothing down or yeah. interest only and i think hopefully we learn from that of an interest only loan is ridiculous certainly um and i always i find it very funny of new buyers first-time buyers or, or people who have bought in the last 10 years and then are buying again when sure. they go get that mortgage i need you know this 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 you know and yeah they're like oh okay here it is but then you get the people who haven't bought since 2000 sure who like, and my parents were an example of this. Yeah, you know, yeah. They're, and they're like, why do they need this? I'm like, do you remember 2000? Well, you remember what happened? Yeah, <laughs> uh, where you could, you know, fog a mirror and you got a loan. You know, you hate to say that, yeah, but I'm like, they're trying, to, they're trying to keep us out of that, hopefully. So Understood. I still think that we're going to be fine. It's mm -hmm. going to slow down. It has to, right? I keep thinking at some at some point, right, there has to be something. And I, I, I I'm interested in that stat about the the percent of down payment because i think that that though if that is the average and i'm not saying that it's not but there is certainly a lot of people that are below that average absolutely. right so absolutely. like is the average that because but it's from a loan officer so you'd think well are some people like a lot of the people do like it's either 50 percent down or three percent down and there's like not as many in right. the middle or like where like, i think that's got to be what it is yeah. that we're seeing a lot of that um yeah. what i'm telling the people that don't have much down i said yes let's look at this new listing and let's go after it yeah let's look the one that's been on for two weeks and maybe out of your price range because they might be ready for a price reduction they and desperate drop. for a offer and they don't care that you only have five that's or good. Three and a half. <laughs> that's good <laughs> advice. And I think for like that person that's doing a low down payment too, a reality that you have to look at is if there is a big market shift, is it 15 or 20%? You have to strongly consider, am I okay staying at this house for a little while? Because now we're getting to some territory where prices are going up so much so fast in the mm -hmm. past couple of years that if things go down, if, if you're in a situation where I'm moving again in another year and a half, you have to strongly consider, do you want to be buying a place right now? Like, is that really a reality that you want to take on? Because I know as agents, a lot of times the stereotype can be, it's always a good time to buy no matter what. And it, depending on your circumstance, right? They, it's always dependent on whatever your circumstances, because if you're saying, well, I'm moving next year, it might be. Prices could go up for the next year, and you sell, and you're at a profit. But there's also a chance that maybe they don't, because we're at this weird spot now. Absolutely. And how do we? And again, we're. It's always a good time to buy. Yeah. But it's. I've had those conversations with clients. Yeah. of You might just want to rent for a year or yeah. two years, and I and I hate that. I mean, yeah. and that's what I tell people. Listen, this is how I make my living. This is yeah. how I pay for my family, and you know. But sometimes we have to have those real conversations with people. Yeah. Of I don't think this is yeah. the right time. You know. Let's, let's take a step back and look at things. And the sad reality is we might lose them as clients because sure. they're going to go find somebody else that's going to sell them a house. Yeah. But you you got to get into what people what what people want. It's hard to say – it's hard to give people – you know, you want to give what someone needs. But it's sometimes it's hard to also dictate what you need, right? So right. it's like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna be honest with you no matter what. I know that's right. one thing I can do is I'm going to tell you what I think. And if, if you want my opinion, I'll give it. <laughs> and then pass Absolutely. that. 
Absolutely. If, it's, and, it's and I'll help you if I can. Yeah. That, you know, that's the biggest thing. Yes, I'm here to help you in any way I can. And yeah. we are the professionals and we're the ones that, you know, but ultimately it's your decision. You know, where are you comfortable? You know, if you lay your head to your pillow tonight and you're comfortable with it, you made the decision that was right for you. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, sometimes I I have to question my own, you know, I I think that I have a good thumb on the market, but then things happen where you have, so for example, for, for, again, for everyone listening here, like if you have a buyer that I have somebody who's recently had like a big multiple offer and I was like, we got the house, but we had to go pretty high. Like there could be an appraisal issue. You know, Mm -hmm. we offer a gap for some amount, but there could still be an appraisal issue. And then the house appraises above what we had the bid on for. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like this right. is this is this is a lot. But then again, like how I have a pretty good thumb on what's going on. I pay attention quite a bit. I look at and do a decent amount of research beforehand. So to have that number, like I, you just don't know sometimes, right? Like right. it's just gonna because you haven't. You've got two opinions. That's the same thing with the broker price opinion. It is Absolutely. still an opinion. It's just somewhere. an opinion. So it's just an opinion. Yeah. And and I have one appraiser actually say to me, shouldn't the value be if you know if you have five agents who all wrote the same offer are very similar. Yeah. Isn't that the value there? Right. You know, it doesn't that show the value. So it's, it's definitely interesting and it makes our, you know, and I don't know how many agents I've spoken with. They're like, I hate this market. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody thinks we're having fun (laughs) and I know I'm not having fun in it, you know, because you're writing, you know, used to be what you'd write an offer and talk back and forth over two days and negotiate it out. And it was fine. Nope, not anymore. No. Now you don't even get to talk. <laughs> no, <laughs> You're no. lucky if you have a conversation with the listing agent, right? Yes, this is your one chance. <laughs> you know, so give it your give it your yeah. best. It can be fun to be the listing agent sometimes. It, but. it can be. <laughs> but even that's nerve-wracking because of picking the right offer. It is, it is. You it's, know, it's which crazy one's the right one? Oh, my goodness. So it's all wild stuff. And, like, that change in market, it's, it's just so interesting to me how aggressively it changed, how quickly it changed. So when you're business changed Aaron from what you were doing where you had these I imagine are you still doing any kind of like bank related stuff no no I, and I have I've been doing that for probably about five years now I was gonna so, say yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the I don't even see the bank agents no. anymore like no I don't know like I, there's just not that much right but funny I'm in the yeah. middle of a HUD deal right now oh, okay yeah so, <laughs> so I mean they still exist. yeah so they do still exist I didn't know that yeah. and you know so you have to brush off the rust and yeah like okay I remember this but I gotta read back up on how these how these work again. Yeah, you know, from utilities to being turned on. Yeah, you know, you walk into a house and there's no heat. Yeah, you it's know, it's off. like those are all. I'd, whereas that used to be our every, you know, all the time. Definitely. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I I think the few that exist anymore, like bank owned properties that are still out there, they come in a lot of times can be sold off privately because. You know, you've got a, a pocket full of people. So the few and far between that do come up, they're like, okay, well, here's all. I've already got 10 people that want the house. So absolutely, take your pick. Yeah. And even yeah. that was in multiple offers. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you know, it happens. So. It's easy. It's yeah. Like, wow. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So now that you've changed out of working from this thing where you're largely involved with banks and mm-hmm. getting a lot of business from that, what's your, what does work life look for like for you now? Um, you know, it's. It's about ninety three percent referral based at this point, uh, which I love. Okay. Um, it's my, it, you know, it's the sphere that we've built up and from Heather's family and yeah, you know, and after you've been in something for ten years, I think family has a little bit easier time referring you. Yeah, you know, they don't have a problem listing their home, but they're still nervous to refer the friend or the aunt or you know. So, yes. Um, 
so that you know able to build that the sphere up mm-hmm. which was great and then so i it's phone calls it's cards it's constant contact with them but yes. um i i am a firm believer and i think it's part of me i we have events um we okay. used to we used to do an Oktoberfest. we you know last year we did a baseball game down at the indians game and had a picnic before oh and, that's fun um it, it was great i'm hoping we we're, we had it on the schedule now yeah. things have been pushed back a little bit we got to see if that's on there but you mm-hmm. know uh drive-in movie Nice. You say um, we. Do you mean like as a company or yourself? Just or? My, well, so it depends. But uh, uh-huh. it's generally myself. Um, Aaron Turbot does the drive-in movie with me. Oh, nice. Uh, so we have a lot of fun with that. We did uh, Trick or Treat there, Trunk or Treat there. Oh, fun. Watched, okay. Um, what did we watch? I don't even remember what we watched that first year. And yeah. then last year we didn't do the Trunk or Treat, but Better Weather. And, you know, oh, so nice. a lot of fun. I like always just looking for things to get out there. Because, you know, you can spend – Ten thousand dollars sending out postcards to nobody you know. Oh yeah, or you can spend ten thousand dollars on these events and get to see these people again and have them invite their friends and have fun doing it. Yeah, you know. So I I would much rather do that sort of thing. And yeah. again, it's something, it's fun. It's it's much more fun. Isn't that crazy that if you the the thought of my business can literally be I just want to do fun things, invite people along to enjoy themselves with me, and then all I have to do is. Just do my job after that. And then do my job after And then just yep. do my job. And, you know, yep. you know me. You like me. I'm going to take care of you in both. You know, I want you to be part of my life in this this event that we're sharing. And then I also want to make sure when it's time, I can help you out. And I'm going to do a good job for I'm you. It's that easy. Get, we're going to get it done for you as best we can. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's so funny. And I there's so many different ways to do it. But the idea of all you have to do is realistically to, to keep in front of people, keep front of mind is like take genuine time for people <laughs> take a little bit of genuine time for people and yes I, I mean be be yeah. relation you yeah. know have a relationship versus yeah. just a transaction yeah. i mean it is a transaction but you know mm-hmm. it there's the, got to be some relationship there there's two parts right yeah. the the transaction is one part of mm-hmm. the relationship after that you still have to if you want to have long-term business with people you need to maintain something right 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 <laughs> absolutely i mean what are they they're gonna buy again and sell again in seven years yeah you know i mean so you might as well in get along with them while you're doing it have fun with them while you're doing it (laughs) it's so much easier to to work with people that you like and and i i think that's in any industry if you can set up a business where you're not just you know to you can set up by almost by being more of you and doing more of the things that you enjoy, you're going to attract people that enjoy those same type of things. You're going to attract people in that want to share those different, you know, whatever it be. If if you if it's something where it's more emotional, whatever it is, you're going to attract the people that you're putting that thing out for. Absolutely. So it's it's really interesting though to see that change. So in the past couple of years with the pandemic and everything else that's happened in the world, have you seen a change in your lifestyle or has it remained very similar to what it was uh, pre? We, the early on we did, um, kids at home, wife working from home. I joked, I don't know how many times I'm essential, you know, as agents and, it, it made sense to me of, you know, if we have a transaction going, are there still going to be people that have to move or get relocated? Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I got it. But on the flip side, I'm like, I'm not a nurse or a doctor or a firefighter. You it know, it's weird. So, it yeah. was just it's so weird. But yeah, that was that was 
my joke to my wife. I was like, oh, I'm essential. I felt like Ralphie off of uh, – <laughs> is it Ralphie on The Simpsons? Uh, the one that eat, is always eating paste or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I kind like of felt like the back that, of the bus. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> so I'm on the bus too. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I was like, hey, look at me. Um, but I had a lot of uh, early on, um, yeah. a lot of clients who jumped off the market. Yeah. Some that were older that were were a little afraid. Uh, some sense. that were in the food industry that took a huge hit. Um, oh my gosh, yeah. So I know at one point Heather and I sat down with the bills, and it's like, what do we need and what don't we need? Yeah, you know, even though we were prepared, it was still we like, think about this. yeah, maybe we don't need TV. Why this is going on? Um, and then we just, you know, as opposed to going and doing as much, we tried to. Mm-hmm have as much fun in our home we started using every room in our house oh my gosh yeah uh, you know the dining room that was only used at christmas uh-huh. became where we put together puzzles and listen to me you know and yeah, so yeah um, we had concerts on and pretended like we were there we uh. with the kids i know at one point we were curling in our dining room over to our kid <laughs> you know into the living room and just I don't know. The first few weeks were fun of it, and then it got nerve-wracking, and then it got real scary for us. Yeah. And then about when summer hit, it let loose, and my year actually looked like a normal year as far as business. Okay, yeah. As far as, you know, us, it turned out okay, <laughs> you know, yeah. as far as, you know, the but it was a lot of day trips and a lot of outside hiking and a lot of, you know, let's get out, let's go go and do. So. Yeah, that, that makes sense. I, and I know in kind of th- – thinking about that so you had like the early period of okay we're making the best of it and then it kind of changes into okay this is very real this is something we're gonna have to continue dealing with what do we do i i know a lot of people i've talked to in the past weeks the interviews that i've had it seems like there's been kind of lasting effects of this is the world you know and how it changed and they kind of a lot of people reevaluated what their priorities were did any major priorities shift for you i don't think so i think we were you know we were you know who we were um i think if anything we we really appreciated just things locally um in the outside stuff uh, a little more uh the walks on the trails or whatever it was you know the beauty of the metro parks that are great you know i think that's what we really kind of got back to of we don't have to be in california to enjoy you know as much as i want to as much as i want to be on that plane and going somewhere yeah yeah you know we have great national park right here Mm -hmm. great metro parks right here and i think that was the biggest yeah thing for us um and that and then our you ever hear the the airports like uh you know it's free for all sure you can get there at 6 a.m and just uh prop up to a bar and start drinking or you know have a bagel at midnight or whatever you know that our house was kind of like that for a bit of time um, yeah. What time is it? Is it? Is it too early for that drink? Is it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's. It's. Um, and then we had to get out of that mindset too. Of, for sure. You know, I'm still working. You yes. Know? And, yes. But uh, the kids didn't have school for, you know, forever. My wife, a teacher, didn't have. You know, they oh they goodness. were kind of you know and trying to figure all that out. So, yeah. it was definitely interesting. I know at one point we so we went on a field trip and we went past the airport and yeah. just tried to count all the airplanes that were grounded. Because wow. they weren't going anywhere, you know. It's just like this is, huh. this is comical. This is ridiculous. This is sad. Like it was just everything and went through us. So. Wow. So it was a grounding experience in a couple ways, both at the airport and in life. Yes. <laughs> okay. Very much. Very much. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I think that that is important, though, right? Because 
to take appreciation for little things, that's still something that's pretty substantial. Like you said, okay, bringing it back local a little bit, doing things around home and having a little bit of appreciation there. Like, life can look different in a lot of different ways. Um, I know in that same aspect, I, I feel that there's been, and I hope, I hope that this continues, when you see, like, local businesses that had a really tough go at it, especially, like, the restaurant business, right. like, we're sitting here recording it at Arabica right now. Mm -hmm. The one in Willoughby, please come and spend your money and buy mm -hmm. coffees here. Absolutely. <laughs> so, Absolutely. <laughs> things like that, where it's like, okay, it's not only important to where a lot of, like, it's almost the idea when you're talking about, like, essential and not essential, like, okay, well, Walmart's essential, but the coffee shop wasn't, you know? Right. So it's like, but why wasn't it? And right. And I think that that's something that's important to know is, like, okay, you've got people tied to this, and a lot of us, you know, most people are the little guys. You know, right. we, we are. So it's important that we take care of each other. And having that sense of community, if we can bring that back in a little bit more, I mean, I love that thought. I think that that's super important. Absolutely. And I think sometimes what gets lost in what you say in the little guys is yeah. some of us just want to be the little guy. Yeah. Some of us want to just put our heads down and take care of our plot of land right here that we're, you know, and that's okay. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I had an agent once who, an older agent who we get dinner or lunch once a month. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's retired now and he's like, because he knew my wife was expecting. He's like, you can be a top agent yeah, or you can be a top father. It's really hard to be both. And I, you know, I, I have success in real estate. For sure. But I, <laughs> I don't want to have so much success that I'm, you know, taking away from my family. That doesn't even matter, you know, yeah. nearly as much. So it was, it, I think I took that to heart pretty yeah. hard early on in my career. And maybe that's part of what carried over when you say, like, there was less of a change because you had this very strong fundamental basis of what you need. So it just kind of reinforces the fundamentals, right? When you have something kind of, something crazy happen. Something right. that's out of the ordinary. It just brings you back home a little bit more where it's like, okay, I do have to make sure I'm focusing on this. And being in a house with your family is going to make it a focus for sure. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You're, you're definitely going to remember it when you're yeah. right there with everyone. Because what are we going to think about in 40 years from now? Yeah. You know, about this time. I, I, like, I'm, I'm curious to see what it, you know. It'll be an interesting reflection back for sure. I have no idea what it's going to look right. like. It, I'm, I'm hoping that our kids say, yeah. well, we made the best of it. Yeah. Remember that time that, yeah. you know, we were jumping in puddles, you know, yeah. that sort of thing, so. And I, and I wonder, too, because, like, I was relatively young when, like, the recession occurred, mm -hmm. um, 2007, 2008, right. and I, I my, my family was relatively well off, and I know everybody wasn't in that circumstance. My, it, it was different for us. My dad was a builder, so okay. in that period of time, things timed out well for us, but I noticed, I'm like, well, you guys aren't really building houses anymore. This is weird, just all mm -hmm. of a sudden. But I didn't really notice it so much. And I hope that for kids, I mean, you kind of were forced into it when you're working and you're looking at it, things through a computer that you remember it, but maybe it's not the same way that we remember it as adults. Maybe it's a little bit different where, right. yes, this was a crazy thing that we went through, but I don't know. I, I hope that there's maybe a little less... <laughs> <laughs> a little less traumatized to it. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if it will be or not, but yeah, no, who knows? And that's, I, I think yeah. everybody's going to be different on the way they look back at it. Yeah. I mean, in, I know during the time, like it was like May, six or something and yeah. snow hit again just and it wasn't bad. It wasn't, you know, and I just remember thinking this is never going to end. And why, you mm -hmm. know, at two months in, 
it, it was just like, it, and that's, I think, when we kind of, like me personally, kind of hit the bottom of, oh, yeah. oh dear God, how is this going to, you know, it just, because business, my business hadn't recovered at that yeah. point in time either. And you can only, you know, do so many stupid things to keep yourself entertained that I'm like, when is this? And, you know, yeah, yeah. coming off the winter and the pandemic, I was like, it's, it's we're never going to be outside again. We're never going to see people again. We're never, you know, it's crazy, you know, thinking of it's just two more weeks and Memorial day or three more weeks. And I couldn't even get my head there. Like, so it's just, it's a, it was a battle, but my goodness, (laughs) luckily we survived it. (laughs) And I, I, it's very part of like getting started in this industry and that struggle at the beginning too. I think that that does add a level of, resiliency as well when you really had to build in a tough time because it's like i've done this before you know there's a little bit of familiarity in a tough time where you're like this might look different but i've done this before i can figure it out right we can figure it out yeah absolutely because we don't have to eat out tonight we can you know go back to hamburger helper if we need to you know and like i sometimes laugh at you know to myself and not in a bad way or anything but you you hear agents new old or whatever and they're like this house has been on the market for two weeks what do i do let's all settle down yeah <laughs> it's gonna you know um because right. we've been there you know and it's like uh, we can do it again it's Absolutely. going to you know it's gonna be all right <laughs> oh my gosh and yeah and it, it goes right back i mean we've had like a full circle conversation here because when we think about like from the beginning when we're talking about traveling in different mm-hmm. ways that people live and you know it's there's there's so many different ways to live and it's it's just important like what this show is about what we talk about here is really how do you create a life that makes the most sense for you? Are you doing things that fundamentally align with what it is that you want? And have you found those things? Because sometimes it's a process. Right. And for me, that process has looked a lot of different ways in recent years through the uh, pandemic and everything that's happened. I've put a lot more, um, a lot more time, a lot more resources, a lot more effort and energy into making sure that I'm doing things that align with the things that I want in life. And that also part of that is drawing in the people that have similar goals and aspirations and are trying to also, you know, make, I say make the best, but I, I, it's not the right phrase. You know, they're still trying to make the life that they want out of it. So Aaron, what you're looking towards your future and things that you want out of life, what does making the life that you want look like? And you feel like you're there? Is it something you're still working through? I think we're always working towards it, yeah. you know, and I think, uh, you know, what we want now is going to change. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, when you retire or when, you know, the kids are a little older or when, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, so I mean, but we're, we're close. <laughs> yes. that, that's what I'll say. In my personal life, we're close. Business life, I'm, I'm close. I feel yeah. like um, when I have the meetings with my manager, you know, what's your goals? And, you know, she's like, you're going to do the same thing you did last year. Yeah. You, you know what your goals are. You, you don't need more. You don't need less. You know, you, you're you doing your thing. Yeah. And I think that and just I, I jokingly say I want to take as many once-in-a-lifetime trips as possible. I love uh, that. No, you know, that's I incredible. Just, because, I, I mean, I, I've taken so uh, You know, I've been fortunate enough to take a lot of them. Yeah, and yeah. Yet, there's so much that I still want to do and see and, you know, all over. So I think that's what we're working towards of how can I continue this lifestyle? Yeah. So every time, you know, okay, this transaction might get me here or this, you know, yes. and that's part of the beauty of why we do what we do. We can kind of take time off when we need to, or yeah. we can kind of 
work wherever we are. You know, yeah. we can't show home, but we have somebody who can show it for us, and we can write contracts, or we have, you know, absolutely, you know, we have agents that will help us out throughout the process. So that's that's one of the beauties of this industry. Oh my goodness, it is. And for anybody, you know, I. I I, I wish and I hope that there's with remote work becoming more possible for a lot of people. I hope that that lifestyle is available to as many people as possible because it really is an incredible thing to be able to set your terms and say, these are the things I want to experience and do in life and then create a plan to do it. Absolutely. Being under someone else's watch, though it may add a level secure of security, I feel like it does remove a level of freedom and you've got to kind of make a choice there of what it is that makes sense for you. And on the other side of that, what can seem scary sometimes when you're trying to say, okay, well, if there's freedom here, is it, there is a risk involved. Yes, but you're more capable than you think you are for most people, I think. I think most people are more capable. And with that risk, if you take it, I think that there's a big payoff on the other side if you're willing to really commit to what it is you're doing. But you do have to really commit. You have to commit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how part-time agents, and I don't mean that as a knock on it. Yeah. I couldn't do it in my own head of trying to turn off, turn on, that sort of thing. We yeah. feel like we're so connected with our clients Absolutely. Um, to certain hours of the night or certain, you know, I just, I don't know how, and I sure, you know, doing a midnight shift or something, yeah. uh, but you got to sleep sometime. You got to oh have a goodness, personal life yeah. sometimes. So that's where I, I, I am envious. I'm amazed by part-time agents who have other, you know, full-time jobs that are really successful in this business because I don't yeah. know that I could do it. But then you look at it on the flip side, I, do I want to, what I want to do that? Because that seems like a lot of, it is, especially if that other job isn't a fun job, isn't something you're passionate about and something that you're, you know, yeah. enjoying. So. And I think a lot of times that is held onto as like a, this is paying my bills. This is my, my safety net. Mm -hmm. And to have that high level of what you're trying to do or what you want to do, sometimes I think you got to jump without the safety net. And I, I'm always cautious to tell people that, but on the flip side, the more conversations I have with people that really went all in. Now there's people that kind of did it the safe way and they've built and they've certainly made something of that. But there's also a lot of people that I've had conversations with that decided I'm going all in and they put all their chips in one thing and they went for it. And, and there's been a great payoff for them in doing that. Like it's really the commitment to it, but you, you have to, you gotta commit. Like yeah. it's just so, I don't know a better way to say it. You have to commit. Yeah. <laughs> you have to say, and, and try it, you know, if it's six months or a year commit yeah. to it and see where, see where it takes you. Yeah. Um, but to hang on, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean you have stuff. to be reckless either. No. Like, like for you, you were, you were put into the situation and it was kind of, well, I'm already here. Let's make it happen. Right. If you're in a situation where you're looking to, say, start your own business, you're looking to build something, you you don't have to be reckless. You can go in with a plan still. You can put aside, you know, the savings to do it. Say, okay, well, I've got some, you know, I've worked up this living expense. I've, I've created whatever that is. Create some kind of plan to follow so that you know that you're doing it or not. And talk to other people that have done similar things. That's the biggest one, I think. If you, I can't imagine where I would be if I hadn't had conversations with people that were trying to do what I was doing. I'd be lost. Absolutely. Well, I know one of the things that I, and I, I used to go to the office all the time yeah. and, I, and now I don't go in nearly as much. And I think the pandemic kind of did some of that too, but mm -hmm. I used to sit in the bullpen area and act like I was doing something and just listen to the conversations and how people talk to them and how, yeah. and, you know, um, and that was so helpful for me because I could, you know, 
pick up the experience without you know having the experience. Absolutely. And um, yeah, that was my big. I like I hate it when they shut their doors because I was like, now I can't hear what's going. <laughs> and it wasn't trying to be nosy. It was like I'm trying to learn. You know, yeah. what are they going through and how are they talking to the clients or the appraiser or the lender or how whoever? does this conversation so, happen yeah, yeah yeah and how do i get through it and how so i could be prepared so yeah that was one of my big things i just sit and listen to the, yeah. the other did agents. you have any mentors when you got started i didn't really mm-hmm. um nobody i mean i leaned on a lot of people uh yeah. rich was there and then uh, when he left chris mm-hmm. mary who is our manager now mm-hmm. you know has helped me out tremendously and yeah. you know some of the older agents um you know, which is funny to say because now I'm one of those older <laughs> agents in there. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, nobody that I really, I just tried to pick as many brains as possible. Use the group approach as yes. opposed to yeah. one person. Now, Absolutely. you said you did get involved with like a, was it a coaching program or more of a uh, training program? Uh, so, I, yeah, I was, uh, I did a coaching program and I still have the uh, training program and stuff through uh, Brian Buffini. Okay, gotcha. Uh, who is a, he's more referral based kind of thought process. Okay. And uh, so I did the coaching with them for two years. Yeah. Um, and enjoyed it, but kind of got to that point where I was like, okay, this is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of coached out of beyond this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I understand what you're, you know, you're doing and you're, got and the I appreciate idea. it, but I think I'm, you know, and, uh, but I did, I had the two best years I'd ever had with them. And then that just has continued to grow. So, awesome. which is good. Um, but I, yeah, I highly recommend, you know, finding a coach and yeah. everybody's style is different. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, approach is different. I mean, one's right or wrong. That one's just the one that kind of fit my personality. Yeah. Find so. what you vibe with and kind yeah. of what works because you also have to have, if you don't believe in the thing that you're doing, it's very hard to convince somebody else to believe in the thing you're doing. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like that's the important part of that, right? Right. Absolutely. You, you have to have a lot of grounding and understand, okay, I care about this. I think it'll work. That's the first step. If you believe it, you can totally carry that on to somebody else. If you're saying, if you're questioning every step along the way, yeah, you're probably not going to sell that very well to anybody else. No, not, not <laughs> so, at all. Not at all. So 100% agree with yeah. you. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Aaron, any closing or parting thoughts you might have for our listeners here that are just, you know, working on finding and making their best lives? Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to say, you know, just just do it just, just go it. after it just you know but um enjoy the little and the big you yeah. know i mean you're again i just want to pay my mortgage yeah. <laughs> you know this year i just want to go on a trip i just want to you know uh, so whatever it is for you just go enjoy it and yeah. you know it's it, keep your head down take care of your corner of the world and mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna make us a lot better which is sometimes very hard for me to say yeah i mean there's a lot of times i you know in the winter time i want to just hang in the fetal position at oh home on God, the couch yeah. You know, but, you know, once that sun hits, get out there and enjoy it. And, you know, I I say, and I use it about my kids, you know, we have, I I told somebody this, I have 18 summers with my kids. And my wife is a school teacher. We have 18 summers. They're half gone. (laughs) You know, early on in this industry, I I tell people, you want to know how fast a year goes by? Watch your kids and a house not sell. (laughs) <laughs> and then that, that's going to tell you how fast a year will go. It's way too quick. Yeah. So, but yeah. Wow. So taking enjoyment in those small things, centering in on what matters to you and finding joy in just the everyday thing. Absolutely. Wow. You know, it's simple and it's perfect advice because I think that there's, we could all slow down a little bit because it's so easy the way the world is now. 
could get carried in in every other little thing. But if you bring it back home, it's uh, it's a good way to ground yourself and really think about what matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Honestly. Aaron, thank you so much for talking to me today. I appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to no. share with people or no. ways people can get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me through my uh, website, uh, aaronpowers.howardhanna.com. No. Um, you know, Facebook. Instagram, I don't know. I'm out there. All the fun stuff. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Awesome, Aaron. Thank you so much. And obviously, you guys can find the show with uh, Finding Self with Jake Instagram and Facebook as well. Join the groups. Talk to us. We love it. All right, Aaron. Thanks again for having. Thank you, uh, Jake. For, thanks for having yeah. me today. Yeah, thank you thanks very much, me today. Yes, Thank you for coming for on your show. Me in. This, <laughs> has, this has been great. Enjoyed it. I appreciate <laughs> Enjoyed you, it. man. <laughs> All right. All right. You. Take care, everybody.